Did you know you don't need to go to the grocery store for groceries? What? Did you know you don't need to go to Sam Goody for new music? Wait, really? Did you know you don't need to go to Blockbuster to rent movies? Well, they're they're out of business. Did you know that you don't need to go all the way to the stock market and stand in line for stocks? Man, I don't think you ever had to do that. Level X is all you need to take your portfolio to the next level. Level X app and web trader is a straightforward self-directed platform to access the U.S. markets with stocks and ETFs all commission free. Well, did you know their freaking CEO is a scene kid and has been on our podcast? What more do you want out of your online brokerage account? Nothing. Alexa, play My Chemical Romance. Welcome to Back in the Cool Day Podcast, a podcast where a couple of pals who grew up in the scene together uh, reminisce on music and memories. Uh, my name is oh. Blake. I'm Eric. And today we are welcoming uh, Dylan Herchuk to the podcast. Did I say that correct, Dylan? You yep. did. Okay. Yeah, I told you it's her and Chuck, her but Chuck. with yeah. a shh. There you go. It's the easiest way to remember it. <laughs> so welcome. Welcome, Dylan. Uh, how are you tonight? I'm good. Thanks for having me. For sure. Uh, Dylan is the the man behind Versa Films. Uh, he is uh, working on a, v- a movie project, which we'll dive a little bit deeper into, um, called Our Last Day as Kids, which is heavily related to the scene and what we talk about here uh, on the podcast. So we're going to dive into that. But before we do that, uh, we're going to get to know Dylan a little bit and um, start with his musical origins, origin story. So, Dylan, uh, what got you into music, like the early bands that you loved? Tell us about your 
first memories of going to shows, seeing the mosh for the first time, kind what of color belt stuff. you had. <laughs> all of them. Yeah. <laughs> all the colors. Yeah. I had like many colorful studded belts for sure. <laughs> yeah. How I got into music, like my my family's always been like more of a artsy family. And my dad was always into like rock and stuff. So we grew up around rock music and stuff like he would listen to a lot of queen tears for fears the cure the cure mm-hmm. was a big one Dang. and so that kind of established like us just always liking instrument focused music sure. uh, less pop in in our in our family and yeah. uh i think the first band that i got like really really into was some 41 when i was in like grade <laughs> three very cool yeah, so pop punk found me pretty, pretty quick, and uh, for my grade three talent show, I sang in too deep in swimming trunks <laughs> with goggles on for uh, my for my school. Super, super embarrassing, and I'm not a good singer, so it's just like a very awkward little moment. That's funny because that just sounds badass to me. <laughs> like it, you, you added comedic element to it. Yeah, and like, did it. I love it. Yeah, is, that, uh, is there a recording of that? Apparently there is, but I've never seen it. Like the one parent has it from like an old friend, but I've never seen it. And they uh, just like use it against you all the time. Like, yeah, I still it'll, have that bit video, Dylan. <laughs> it'll it'll come out in ten years when I really want it not. Be and something. then you need to make it. You know, like at the end of the office where it's like, great Scott. Or like yeah, at the end of Michael Scott's like films, or or even at the end of the office, isn't there like a um. Oh, I forget what it is. How do I not know? You know, like that, like signature thing. Yeah. That should be it for your videos. Like just you on stage singing that for like three seconds. <laughs> yeah. Not a doctor. That's like one of them. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, yeah. That, that was like a pivotal, pivotal music moment for me. I've never, oh no, I did see some 41 live finally, but like I kept wanting to see him and almost every time they were going to play Saskatoon, for some reason there was some like crazy cancellation or whatever and i finally saw them a few years ago but they were yeah my first obsession and i still uh-huh. like i would say they're the reason and i know you guys talked about this a little bit in your last episode with true north but some 41 is probably because they're this pop punk band that has like this metal influence mm-hmm. probably this first little thing that brought me into like where i eventually got to in music Ah, yeah 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 um and then how i got into everything else um my brother in high school during like the inception of myspace and stuff was in a like i don't even know like it was almost a metalcore band it might have been like just more straight up metal at the time but Mm. he had like red eyeliner and like long emo bangs and stuff (laughs) and uh he was super into like everything heavy and stuff i know event sevenfold was like that was like when they had their first album he was super into that and we shared a room and he would play it at night to bed and at the (laughs) time because i was in like what a lullaby yeah (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I, i was in grade five or six and I just thought it was so like scary sounding and yeah. it was like looking back at it, it was a Ven Sevenfold and I'm like, Oh, this is so tame compared to like where I went. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And 
yeah, he was like trying to get me into into music and stuff. And eventually on my like, I think it was my sixth birthday, he bought me an album and it was a band that he didn't even like, but he like really wanted to like move me toward because he knew I liked like rock music and like mm. stuff I listened to was like adjacent, but like still to him was like just not there yet. Yeah. 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 How old would he have been at this time? He's four years older than me. So he Dang, was So he was young listening to that that style of music. That's super cool. Mm-hmm. Nice. Keep going then. Uh and yeah, he got me uh my Come on Romance, three cheers for sweet revenge. Mm-hmm. And uh and he was like he was anti my chemical romance, but he bought it strategically to be like, Oh, this is the next step for Dylan. And I remember on my birthday, and this is gonna sound so lame. But I got, I was so into it that, like, I remember before all my friends came for my birthday party, I was just, like, listening to it, like, front to back and just, like, jamming out alone. Because I was like, oh, this is so cool. Like, I love this sound. And also, it was, like, special because my brother, like, I think this was the first album that, like, someone had bought for me that mm-hmm. was, like, yeah, I man. want you to hear something new. That kind of thing. Yeah, that's yeah. sick. Yeah, so that album, like... That's when I was like, oh, I like this, like, whiny kind of yeah. stuff now. And it just totally was a rabbit hole of, like, My Chemical Romance and The Used were, like, super huge. And then AFI. And then mm-hmm. eventually it was, like, diving deeper into getting into, I no longer found, like, Screaming Scary. My brother was the screamer in the band. So that's probably, like, the big reason why I was like, oh, you need to get used to this kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 And, uh, yeah, then I just got into, like, everything from, like, Suicide Silence, Bring Me the Horizon, Whitechapel, like, in high school, and uh, Dance Gavin Dance, Fall of Troy. I, for some reason, always gravitated towards the more, like, guitar-centric stuff. I always wished I learned guitar, and I never did. I never had the... Mm. It's like I had a guitar, but I never had the the ability to like sit there and just like pick at it and get good at it. It was right. like the barrier feeling like you're so shit at it that I was like, I can't. I <laughs> I'm just... a guitar player and I still feel that way. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that's like, that was that whole journey. Eventually my brothers. Um, so it was my one brother who is super into like metal and metal core and death metal and all that kind of stuff. And my other brother played drums and he wanted to be in a pop punk band. Mm. And eventually the middle brother, the screamer influenced him as well. And they started a band together and made like metal core and, and that kind of stuff. And yeah, they, they like did their best to make some waves in the local scene here in Saskatchewan. Uh, when some of the like bigger metal core acts or death core acts would come to Saskatoon, they eventually were like the band to open for those, which was like, Oh, you're like, the bigger local band you can right, draw yeah, a yeah. crowd so yeah, it was like yeah, yeah for sure the devil wears prada suicide silence and stuff that they'd open for and uh they toured a little but that was kind of like i know deep down that was like their dream was to like kind of yeah. make it be the next the devil wears prada something like that yeah and growing up as like their little brother like that was my dream was that they were going to be like huge. And yeah, uh, I went to like every show I got my friends to go to every show and like, yeah, that was a big part of my life and why I got so attached to music and stuff. That's very cool. 
That's very cool. Now, oh, I'm going to ask you an ignorant American question. Um, the, the you guys ca- have McDonald's? <laughs> <laughs> we do. The, can- the, the Canadian scene. Um, so you said you are in Sask- Saskatchewan. Is that where you live? Yeah, Saskatchewan. And yeah. Th- is that the, like, look, again, ignorant American here. How is that, like, size-wise as, like, a city? Is that pretty? You said another one that I don't know how to say. Oh, that was the venue. I think was the other thing you were saying, right? That's it was another sad word. Uh, uh, so Saskatchewan is my province. Okay, and okay. then I live in a those. city, a city called Saskatoon. That's so that'd oh, be like okay, okay. the okay, province okay. could be like your state. <laughs> ah, okay, okay. Yeah. I always say people listen to this podcast to learn stuff. They're gonna learn know? now. So like this is this is perfect. They're gonna learn yeah. about the geography. No, of that's Canada. awesome. <laughs> yeah. Okay, cool. So is that pretty, like, is, um, how often would big bands, is that, like, what, what, I guess, could you equate, again, ignorant American, could you equate that size city to, like, an American city for my own reference? Oh, I don't know. Like, it's, it's the biggest city where I'm from, but it's okay. not, it's, so it's not. Like a Philadelphia, probably, something like that. I don't know. All of Canada just feels so small compared to the U.S. <laughs> yeah, that's Interesting. true. Okay. Uh, it's like but, a Lansdale. <laughs> the, the province that I live in is uh, the prairies. Just the okay. mid- like everyone describes it as like kind of the middle of nowhere. There's like just it's flat and there's just like a lot of farm and a lot of land and not okay. a lot going on. Okay, and cool. then there's the the few cities and yeah, I live in like the big city. Very cool. But it, it would be. I'm looking it up on Google Maps and. Uh, it would be so embarrassing to show you how I tried tried to spell Saskatchewan, <laughs> but it somehow knew what I was talking about. And nice, <laughs> and it made me feel so dumb. The AI. Okay, so the I AI. didn't realize it's okay. So it's like above Montana. Okay, okay. I was I was picturing like yeah, more Ontario or something. Oh, okay, okay, interesting. Wow. Very awesome. cool. Very cool. So did that. So the first time you went to a show and you saw like moshing, what was that? experience like for you that's always like a funny anecdote to hear from what people like oh my god what are all these people doing yeah i think the first shows that i started going to was my brother's band honestly okay and i think like through filming it and like looking up to my brother and stuff i think just immediately i kind of got it and thought it was cool and stuff Mm -hmm. like i don't think i was like what the hell they're throwing hands and shit like that yeah yeah <laughs> yeah like I, from his his first band i was just i went to every show and like oh that's awesome our uh, family camcorder on like a tripod or handheld and was in the back of the room filming it and stuff and uh yeah i just loved it i thought it like to me it, it's infectious it's like yeah. uh mm-hmm. the the energy of a show and like everyone's there and i don't know it's just like Dude, I gotta say, you had you filming the shows. That was an integral. You played an integral part in the local scene. Like everybody loved the the right. the person who did the filming. We had a friend named Brad who used to do that. Uh, Brad Skyorphan and, uh, and, and or the photographers. So like you that yeah, that yeah. you, I have to say you from the first of your brother's shows recording it right away. That that you were that was awesome, man. I just wish so badly that you had better technology at the time because like well, all of us, there's really. so, yeah, right. But there were so few videos of my, my live performances growing up, but like 
like if somebody tried to fact check me on the things that I like have you know been a part of, there would be no evidence whatsoever. Like the the main band that I played with, like was you know a decent size. There is not one way to find it online because it was called El Toro, and there's a roller coaster called El Toro, and it's a very common phrase. <laughs> it's impossible to find anything related. to No it. HD. Okay. So it's just so, and then there's no videos. Like there's like two videos. It's just so crazy. It was like years of playing, yeah. and there's nothing out there. Instead <laughs> of te- instead so of sad. 1080p, it was in 180p. You know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it was. Yeah, I have like quite a bit of of videos of my brother's bands that I actually like was just going through all the like various stuff that I had uploaded, and I found a couple of clips that never went online and stuff that. I was looking for material for the Kickstarter because everything in which I know we haven't talked about it yet, but everything in the Kickstarter is like the actual footage that I shot and stuff. Like it wasn't like I found stock oh. footage. It is my brother's bands or the other bands I ended up uh, filming and stuff. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. So that adds like a, re- a cool, like kind of, I mean, vintage being, you know, the videos weren't from the nineties, but, but it does have like it, this raw aggressive and like sure. the sound is so like, gain yeah like it's yeah. just you can hardly make it out but to me and like it sounds again, like trash cans like the symbols just sound like trash cans yeah yeah but, yeah but that's what i want to have i'll talk about it later but that well, i want to include that as part of the project let's let's just probably what it sounded like live too yeah, well, let's do this <laughs> so so i mean we we talked we got to know dylan a little bit before we started recording so um you going to your brother's shows and filming them. Um, talk a little bit about like how that inspired you as a filmmaker. Yeah. So like when I was a teen, I was just always into like art and like trying to find what my thing was. So as a kid, like uh, one of the first, like I used to want to be a writer. So I was writing like little books when I was a little kid. And then I moved on from that. Oh. And then I, uh, started making my own trading cards where my parents bought me like a laminating machine and I would print all the backs and we'd laminate them and I was selling them to kids in in school. And then I gave that up and then I moved on to like, I wanted to make video games and there's this program called RPG Maker that Mm -hmm. I became obsessed with. And I had a website dedicated to like people who made games on RPG Maker and we had like a little community and stuff. That's sick. Dude. This was all like, yeah, like grade five. You hustle. Or, apparently. <laughs> That's awesome. Then, I remember RPG Maker. That was awesome. Yeah. And then I gave up on that. For, I just, yeah, I guess I was like really wishy washy as a kid, uh, just like trying to find what my thing was. And then I got really into stop motion animation. Whoa. And so that was like my whole life. Keep that, going. That, yeah. It just keeps going. Uh, that was like everything. Like I wanted to be an animator for like my career and stuff uh, and then finally we had one video project in elementary school and like me and my friends took it way too seriously and we ended up taking like the tv <laughs> dolly and using that as our camera dolly and we spent multiple <laughs> days on it and like our teacher was allowing us to like halt class to use su- students as extras for shots and stuff That's like awesome. that and so Get i just felt like so into it yeah it's actually really funny so our the video is about bullying and our our principal 
there was a scene where we had to look like we were beating up the, the one kid who was like my best friend uh, at the time. And uh, our principal came and was like, that that doesn't look real. Like, this is how you do it. And he was showing us how to like make, like beat him up better, which was hilarious. <laughs> that's uh, awesome. So, so that's kind of how my dad had like this, uh, he had bought for like Christmas family camcorder that we never used, I don't think for Christmas or anything. And I had used that for, uh some of the stop motions but that video and that was like oh i i kind of like this thing like it kind of that stuck around but i never thought like oh i want to be a filmmaker it's just like oh i like doing this and then through my brother's band i was filming everything that they were doing uh i kind of just became like the kid who the kid with the camera just always had it other bands started approaching me in the local scene for sure my brother's band because they were semi more established when other kind of bigger, but like bigger bands, but not like huge bands would travel through Canada and tour and stuff. They'd like sleep over at our, our parents' house and stuff. And I would film some of those bands. That's actually how I met uh, Mike from now spirit box. I filmed his old band and uh, yeah, it just like became the thing I did was like film shows. And eventually I filmed a music video for my brother's band. And then yeah, I was just making projects and it was my teacher who was like, you can do this for like a living if you want. That's awesome. And, yeah. and what a good uh, teacher. Yeah. And so he pushed me towards like film school, which I had never thought of. And uh, I ended up getting a big grant and uh, to pay off some of my schooling because of the music video I did for my brother's band. Oh, that's so. sick, dude. dude. That's yeah. awesome. And that uh, is that what eventually became Versa Films? It, yeah, in in a it was a long journey, but uh, yeah, eventually, like I think all of that is why I've been so connected to film and music, and they've both always been so connected. Is because I came from shooting bands and stuff, and now most of what I do through my own company is music video stuff. Like I would say, that's what we're like most known for. Do you want to talk a little bit so about cool. like the music videos that you've done? Uh, yeah, so we've done. We honestly haven't done like that that many. We have like thirty plus music videos we've done. That sounds like a lot. That that sounds like a lot to me. It, <laughs> it like That's... it isn't. It isn't. So it took you like thirty days or something <laughs> yeah. to do like all that. Or <laughs> I talked to like other music video directors and they're like, yeah, I shoot like a couple a week. You know, we're on number three hundred or seven hundred or whatever. And I'm like, oh my god, I'm like, uh, my music videos <laughs> oh my take god. a lot of time. There are like a lot of a lot of planning and just whatever. And also where I'm from, like we're not, we don't have like a huge film community here. So access to things is just very different. We don't have like right. a cool location. We can just rent and just let's go shoot. And that's the video. So it's me trying to like come up with a narrative or, or whatever. Get creative. Mm. Yeah. So I've done like quite a bit in the local scene, but I actually, because of my connection to Mike and Courtney, I both shot their old bands. I actually filmed Courtney's, brother's wedding uh through my company and uh so i've always had like a connection with them uh with those guys in spirit box i don't know if you're aware of spirit box but they're mm -hmm. they're oh, yeah. killing it right now and uh when yeah, they yeah. when they announced their project i had start i was i don't know two years into my production company and i reached out and i was like i would love to do something with this music they they hadn't popped off yet 
Uh, they had a little bit of notoriety from their last band that they were they were in. Uh, and yeah, they took a chance on me and we were just kind of mutual mm-hmm. fans of what each other were doing. And that's, that's awesome. Yeah, I love that. Yeah. So yeah. Much. Now, now all the biggest stuff I've done is spirit box. Like I've done five spirit box music videos. The most notable would be, uh, Constance, which is about my family, uh, dealing with my grandma's dementia. It, they mm. actually named the song after oh. my grandma. Oh, wow. Wow. Yeah really crazy stuff and then i did a music video called hurt you and a music video called blessed be and those ones are like really freaky and weird and those went really well and it's like my work with spirit box that has now started to draw me into other artists so um i've worked with this deathcore band called angel maker i've worked with uh this band in LA called True North, who you uh, yeah. Ch- yeah. just chatted with and, and got to work with, with Aaron from Under Oath on that video. And uh, the the biggest other one that we've worked with is I got an email while I was shooting the short film and it was from the Census Fail manager. Oh, and sick. Census Fail was a I just was band say, I that, that I I grew up listening to as like a teenager. That was one of yeah, my kind of gateway bands as well. And for sure. when I saw that email, I thought I was getting pranked. I was like, what the hell? Like, this isn't, this is... <laughs> it's not cool, dude. Yeah. Well, it was the first time, like with spirit box, it was like, okay, I had a connection. Like it's super, yeah. it's the coolest thing that I, I get to work with those guys. But like, we were all kind of friends Yeah. where census yeah. was like, Oh, these guys I looked up to, reached out to me and they want me to just make it was basically like yeah. make a story for this song and it's that's one of those things awesome, that man. like starts to question your inner narrative of being an imposter where yeah. you're just like oh like well i knew spirit box this all makes sense like of course but then like you get that random email it's like oh wait <laughs> yeah you awesome. might actually be good at this awesome. yeah and, and i have a lot of imposter syndrome but uh Same. that project was awesome and they kind of let me do whatever i wanted and what i wanted to do it's actually funny with the project that we're gonna be talking about today the census fail music video was actually like my proof of concept and like me trying to build my confidence towards like oh i want to make a short film that takes place in the myspace era so i'm going to make this music video that feels like it's from that time and it's like super emo and it's just teens hanging out and it's like about capturing like the essence of just being like these angsty teens. And that's what we did. And it felt perfect because census fail. They have this still like that throwback sound. Mm-hmm. Um, sure. yeah, and man. Uh, yeah. And people really responded well to that video. And now when I finished that, that video, I got really emotional shooting it because it was like, uh, it was uh, last summer. And when I was finished, it felt like I was hanging out with the friends I grew up with yeah and and so it was like oh man i gotta like live that life again through film and it was like very emotional for me and i was like man this has to be the short film i make the like Mm -hmm. next step in my career Mm because like it just felt so right the story it it just all kind of worked and and whatever and we got a really good response with that video as well so yeah wow and that so so that leads to the big project and the thing that you know uh, true north had just like kind of off the cuff mentioned this and immediately it sounded awesome but um your short film our last day as kids which is would you like to kind of i guess this is a perfect time to kind of pitch that for us 
Yeah. Pit, not pitch it to us, but like, you know. Yeah. Dive in, dive in, dive in. <laughs> yeah. Dive in. Yeah, so uh so I've been doing music videos for a long time and uh, my life has been connected to film and music for a long time. But because of this imposter syndrome, I have never made like my debut short film. I've always been putting it off, mm. but instead I've been making like these short films through the artists I work with. Yeah. So if you watch the census fail video, a lot of the comments will be like, Oh, this was like a little movie. Same with Constance and same mm. with a lot of the local artists we, we do. And it's been me like dipping my toes in the narrative space. Uh, wow. Cause that's, that's, that's my cool. dream is I want to make movies and stuff. And, uh, yeah, so now I've been developing this project for a long time, and it's been a, a thing I've been wanting to make for years. And I've had the title for like 10 years that I've been holding on to. And uh, yeah, it's a great almost- title, man. It, 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 like, the flyer looks cool, yep. it's like that perfect font of the era. It, it, you nailed it on that. Thank you. Yeah, I, I'm, yeah. I'm very excited about it. Yeah, Our Last Day as Kids is uh, the biggest lesson that people give when you're like a filmmaker is like, especially when you're starting out is like, write what you know. And uh, because Mm. I had some success with the spirit box video that was like about my family where we had a kid playing me and that like the response for that video is like no other, like there's thousands of comments and like there was a, there were news like articles from like rock sound about like, metalheads crying to this video like reactors went insane to that video and then like the census fail one kind of felt like other than it was a girl it was like kind of like a girl version of me in that video and and that kind of thing so it was like okay like follow that like make stuff that is like deeply personal and sorry i I know it's like a long-winded way so my short film is going to be extremely personal and so the the film is about a kid like me who has a camera with him um and he he looks up to his older brothers and stuff, and that's how he becomes a part of what they're doing. His brothers are in this kind of this metal post hardcore band, and he he attaches himself to it. He admires what they're doing, and just to be a little part of it, he's documenting it. And during the film, yeah. we're watching this local this local band that has like potential kind of crumble. And mm. uh, for me, when my brother's band broke up even though it wasn't my band, it felt really, really personal. Like I felt kind of lost when they broke up. Cause it was like, it wasn't my dream to become a filmmaker. It was my dream for my brothers to become like the next, the devil Wars Prada. Mm-hmm. Mm. And, uh, and I, I've been like thinking about those feelings and I, I still have like just weird, like, I think uh, as the like kid brother in the family, I just want my brothers to like care about what I'm doing and, yeah. and, and, and mm. stuff. And, and they're not like that. So I've always been like so interested in what they're doing and, and whatever. And uh, yeah, the film is just, yeah. About this, this kid that needs to let go of what his brothers are doing and mm. realize that he has his own thing. And so he finds this friend who is just like a real like up girl who the based on a few people that i grew up with that it was like in the scene there was a lot of kids that just had a lot of problems or like came yeah. from really homes but they were like the coolest people and like you know they might had have had a tough exterior or did some bad things but they were like on the inside really really great people and it's like an ode to that person who kind of you know, broke me out of my shell and made me see something in myself and uh also an ode mm-hmm. to my brothers as like even though they didn't make it, 
they still had like an imprint on the scene. There was still yeah. importance to the music they made. So the film is like, I know that's like a lot of things. That's but that's what the film is trying to capture. Well, you know what's so it's so you, relatable. It is. Though. I was just gonna say. You know what's so cool about that man? Like a couple. There's a couple layers to this, and. I don't know. I'm not a filmmaker, so I might be full of shit here. But one, it's probably telling a, a story that most people that were involved in this scene can relate to more than being the rock star like on the stage, right? Like right, they were right. watching either their friend's band or their brother's band or their sister's band or whatever. And then to have the like, the, the I guess the through the the lens of the camera, right? So it's like also mm-hmm. then the, there's that way to like record it and it's like, such a the, the symbolism of looking at it through the camera and documenting it as somebody who's like kind of on the sidelines watching it is just so cool and like when i when i hear the the title our last day of kids like when i think back around my like that was like the last time i was a kid like mm, yeah. driving around like going on little tours up the east coast like playing shows and you know going to different states nothing like again nothing crazy nothing super big but like once that ended, I started working full time, and like that was my last. <laughs> yeah, literally, like those were my last. Happened quick. Yeah, it did. And the, there was like a little gray area where you could like do it whatever you wanted, and you started to do whatever you wanted, and then you realized you didn't have any money. So I think it's just <laughs> I think it's really cool. I think it's going to resonate with a lot of people, and um, I'm really excited about it. I, I think oh, it's going to be you. sick, yeah, man. Same. That's exactly, uh, wow. that's awesome. I'm, I'm glad you feel that way. That's exactly why the title is that. It's just like that era. So the whole thing takes place during like uh, the MySpace boom, uh, that mm-hmm. kind of scene. So uh, I I grew up and I had like the long, crazy colored emo hair and stuff. Sure. My hair hasn't been colored all the time. My hair's deep blue right now because ever <laughs> since I shot that census fail video, I decided okay, I'm going to make this short film. And so I've had dyed hair ever since to like keep connected yeah, because yeah, that yeah. music video, like I was like, oh, it reconnected me to like younger Dylan. And now I can channel like younger Dylan in this film. And it's like, yeah, it's an ode to my brothers and an ode to... Dude, your method, your method filmmaking. Yeah, right? apparently. <laughs> apparently. Like a, Heath, a Heath Ledger type, if you will. Yeah, hopefully I don't die. Yeah. Um, yeah, not, yeah. Let's, let's, yes, let's say that prayer real quick. Uh, Christian yeah, Bale. The, let's go Christian Bale. Yeah, the whole film is just about how, like, all of it is fleeting. Like, yeah, man. Uh, mm. for my brothers, it was their dream. But then for them, unfortunately, the dream had to end. Yeah, and mm-hmm. for me, the this kid brother growing up, wanting this so bad to just be like to get appreciated by his brothers and like wanted to be a part of what his brothers were doing, that had to end. Like I had to like grow up and and move on from that. Um, and then same with the the girl character, she has a lot of stuff that she's struggling with, and the whole film is about her growing and and, and moving on from the the shit that she's holding into. It's all about these kids having to move on with life and like be themselves. But yeah, you're right. It's not like it's not gonna be the rock star like band success story that we've seen. I want it to feel like yep. an, a, a real like indie movie, and it's about it's more about like the bands that didn't make it or, or like the kids who went to shows or you know all the kids that are in the crowd that are the reason that those bands yeah. made it huge right it's, yeah. it's for them more than it is for like 
Oh, check it out. We're rock stars. Yeah, like, they have yeah. enough. Like, they get to, they have enough. Like, they get know, to be rock stars. Enough. We need, they get like, it. Yeah, this is a film for Are you gonna... the people who, like, didn't become rock stars. That's what we, we deserve. Yeah, that. I'm going <laughs> to name the characters Blake and Eric now. Yep, there you go. Yeah. Are you going to, like, do a, um, like, a glorious ending of your character where, like, it's going to be like fast forward 20 years and you're going to be sitting in one of those chairs and it's going to say Star Wars on it. And, they're going to be, and then it's going to like imply that you're now directing. Like, <laughs> massive. There has to be an ending like that. I've never seen a movie that doesn't have an ending like that. No. <laughs> that he, can't give not, the, he can't give the ending away yet. That is not the ending. And like I am, even though I was like a kid with a camera, um, and the the movie is so that some of the movie is going to be told from like the actual lens of his shitty camcorder to like bring people back to that like lo-fi aesthetic. So some of it, you'll see him filming and then he'll go inside the camera and you're going to hear the band with this like high gain, low quality sound and video just to like take you back to that, that time. And, uh, mm-hmm. but, oh man, Dude, even this- though he's. This is genius. It's it's, <laughs> it's 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 like the perfect time for it with like, you know, our generation that grew up in this music were like all feeling nostalgic about it. Like you're capturing like you look at all these festivals now that are like, you know, Furnace Fest and and when we were young and like all of these like what you what mm-hmm. it's perfect timing right now. Like you are capturing lightning in a bottle and I'm so excited to see how this turns out. It's going to be oh, sick. Thank you. That's the other reason why I was like, the time is now like if I'm uh, going to do and like, unfortunately uh, film is like the most expensive medium. So we are having to turn to Kickstarter and get support from people like you guys and hopefully people listening and, and whatever. Cause it's the only way this little film is going to get made just because film is so damn expensive. Yeah, man. Uh, mm-hmm. But it was like, wow, emo's really having a, a sweet comeback. Travis Barker's on everything right now. Yeah. <laughs> so I mean, so yeah. you just got to da- start dating a Kardashian if you want Dude. this project to be. <laughs> I, mean, I just, I'm married. You're so. just not doing it right. <laughs> what is what is less punk rock than dating a Kardashian? I just got to say, like, I'm not into man, it, I'm... but you know, <laughs> do, do, I guess do you, Travis? Whatever, man. But <laughs> yeah, no, there's now a, Travis there's a isn't lot of donating. Un- yeah, yeah, yeah. Great. He was he was listening your, and he was going to donate. Get, no, get your scene cred back by donating to this Kickstarter, Travis, I man. Mean, you got to <laughs> I'm looking for a Travis cameo. If Travis cameos Oh, dude, that would be sick, man. I think he's doing them these I think he is doing it. You could probably just go on Cameo the app and <laughs> now he's in the now he's in the movie. <laughs> just give him a script to read and he doesn't know what he's doing. I just feel like they just want me to read yeah, it. Put a green screen behind you. That'd be kinda yeah. hilarious. Dude, that'd be give him oh like throw him an God. extra hundred bucks to the green screen. Yeah. What, a, what I, a funny hack to get him to do it without paying him. <laughs> <laughs> That would be oh, awesome. Yeah. Get sued. Starring Travis Barker. Yeah, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. There was a movie that I watched recently where like all of the um all of the like ads and the uh, like the cover and everything had Pete Davidson on it. And I, I'm not like a whatever. I just thought like, oh, that might be interesting. So I downloaded it for an airplane ride. And he was in it for two minutes. Oh, I think I know I what you're talking to you, about. I forget what it was called. He wasn't in I, it. He was basically not in I it. Saw, yeah, that's funny. It, it was like a, a rom-com, right? Yeah, yeah. It was, yeah, it was I saw that come good. up, and it was like the... I, I don't know if it was Netflix or Prime, but it, it, he was like the was poster. Netflix. 
And he, I, watched, on the I watched the trailer and I was like, I don't know. He was like in one shot, maybe. And I was like, oh, this is <laughs> I crazy. swear to you, if it was more than two minutes, I would be shocked. That's wild. Yeah. Like it felt like he was not in it at all. And they were just like, let's get Pete to walk on set. Yeah. That's funny. So you're saying there's a chance to really market this with Travis. I really I think, think this so. is the new thing. I think so. There you go. <laughs> yeah, all that to say, I really think you should try to get somebody on camera. <laughs> <laughs> oh, hilarious. man. So you mentioned well, that you are doing a Kickstarter. Do you want to talk a little bit about when that launches and, and how that's going to support the project? Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing a Kickstarter, which is something that, like, I've always wanted to do but in the right way and for the right project because it's a scary thing having to like ask people for money and sure whatever. It, mm-hmm. it sucks and like there's yeah. a huge chance that we're gonna fail with this if we don't find the people who would actually care about this project um but yeah we're hoping to launch friday so by the time people watch this episode it should be out unless kickstarter gives us grief but for the so most that's part friday may 20th May 20th. It okay, should cool. be out. It should be live. So depending uh, on when you're listening to this, if you're, if you're like way late, um, it's out now. If just it's, send them some money you know, anyway. You know, where, whatever date you're looking, the, the release date, well, I mean, hopefully is May 20th. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we have like a, a ton of super wealthy <laughs> listeners too. So we're going to call you guys out. <laughs> like we're calling you guys I mean, out. Our sponsor is table. a stock trading app. So you know people That's are true. flush with cash. So <laughs> That's true. We wouldn't have them as our, you know, as our <laughs> sponsor if we didn't just have rich listeners. <laughs> That's hilarious. Uh, yeah. And like, honestly, it's just like... Any donation helps. Uh, we do have a, a pretty big goal. The Kickstarter goal is going to be set to $30,000, which to a lot of people is going to sound like wild for a short film. Uh, we're also doing self-financing and we've applied for grants. I'm putting in at least 10 k uh, to, to make this happen and stuff. And, and I'm saving to, wow. to make it happen. But like the our goal is 50 k among everything mm-hmm. for like the the smallest baby version of this project we kind of have a scalable version of it where like the more mm-hmm. money we get it's not like we're putting that in our pockets we're now we're renting anamorphic lenses now we can shoot for another day now we can pay this post guy to make our sound really good and we can do mm-hmm. more stuff with music and maybe we can hire a bigger actor like i have a few actors in mind that i really want to pitch to that i'm not going to talk about here that's fine uh, sure sure well, you'll have to I come back that. you'll have to come back after the episode yeah and, uh, if it happens, and then, like, maybe again. they may even be like a listener of ours yeah. so yeah, who knows? Totally like, we may be able to hook you up there's a, there's know. this one actor that i really really like and he's actually in a deathcore or like a grind band but like super small like not many people really know about it and i'm like macaulay culkin I, I guessed it. It's, it's not Macaulay Culkin. But honestly, <laughs> that that hint enough, like for the people that know, is like he would He'll be know. the only oh, yeah. guy, really, I think. But uh, yeah, he'd be so perfect in this film. Mm. But yeah. Yeah, man, that is the cool thing. Like if the if the story is if it hits somebody, they may just want to be a part of it. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah, I, I'm yeah, swinging I for the, the best with that. Swinging cause... for the fences. Uh, the project's scalable, so the, the more we get, the more we're going to do. There are perks. I do want to say the perks, they're priced out like... Uh, it's not like a one-to-one where it's like buying a t-shirt 
It's with a semi bigger donation, you get a t-shirt. It's not a one-to-one because we need money to go to the film. Yeah, for sure. Right. Uh, right, right. But yeah, there's a, a digital download to the film, uh, the first pressing of the DVD, t-shirts, uh, little buttons, uh, signed poster, and our poster. I'm really stoked about our poster. Uh, so there's a story with the poster. The poster's actually designed by like a really big uh, name in like Canadian artwork. <laughs> oh, sick. Uh, and, oh. and what's crazy about it is I reached out to him on a whim and I didn't realize how big he was in like the design world. And uh, I reached mm. out to him because he used to be the singer of my favorite Canadian band. And so oh. that band was called Dead and Divine. They were like a post hardcore band. And I went to every show of theirs. Uh, I got, uh, I, I was always like a flailing madman in the mosh pits and stuff, like just bumping into everyone, just having a blast. There was this one show I went to of theirs where uh, there was this girl who had never been to a show and she was with her boyfriend and she was so pissed off that I was like moshing and stuff. Mm-hmm. And she turned to her boyfriend and her boyfriend, I was like, I don't know, 15, 16 years old. And her boyfriend was like 30 years old, grabbed me by the shoulder and punched me in the face and knocked me out. Oh my God. I like yikes. blacked out and woke up in a chair, spitting blood into a cup with like my friends oh and my stuff. Holy and shit. like, I have all these memories from going to like that band shows where like I idolized this dude. And then I reached out to him on Instagram knowing he did some poster work and I liked his work, but I didn't do a deep dive on his work. And uh, he reached out like pretty fast and he's like, I love Spirit Box. I love your video, Constance, and Hurt You and stuff. He's like, I'm in. Mm-hmm. I love this concept. And we've met and we've chatted and he's like a huge supporter of the project. He gave us like a huge deal. And I like yeah. described him the project. And, and on the day we Zoomed, he was like, I have a concept. Like, uh, just let me draw this out and we'll see if you like it. And like Whoa. that night he had a sketched version of the poster. And so <laughs> what the poster is, is a, like a carabiner, uh, mm, with yep. keys hanging on it, but the carabiner is heart shaped and it's open. So the carabiner makes a broken heart emoji ah. symbol, very reminiscent in the MySpace yes, scene yes, uh, yes. or MSN and that kind of stuff. Did you guys have MSN? Yeah. We had AIM. That's we had AIM okay. Somebody else asked True, True it. North, it, was, it was Mike from True North. Had yeah. It. I did. I had it too. I just didn't. Yeah. I, I remember using it for a couple of years, and I had like a couple of specific friends on there, but it wasn't. It never took off like AIM did. For yeah. Us. So I was super on. MSN and when Mike said that he was like he mentioned that it was Canadian and I was like is that just an us thing like I had no idea yeah but um yeah so it's that and the keys actually represent like I'm the little key on the left side hanging off falling off in the poster and the other two oh. keys are my brothers one's like a, a drum tuning key and the other's like a, a van key and it, it, it's about like me hanging on to like my brothers and our relationship as the band's falling apart and stuff all Dude, through like sick, man. symbolism. And Jeez. as soon as I saw it, I was like, this is genius. This is perfect. Like he just totally got it. And then he did like the refined version and it's just like way better than a short film movie poster should be. So, yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. Yeah. It actually, we're basing the whole thing off of the poster now. Yeah. We kind of threw out the whole movie thing <laughs> and <laughs> yeah dude that's wild that's such a cool story that is a cool story i love that kind of i love when people get involved in things just because they want to 
Yeah, like, it was. The, he he just really related because like they were they were on Rise. This band did and Divine, and okay. they were big, but they weren't on, like on Rise Records. Yeah. Oh yeah, that was that was that was a decent size label. Yeah. Well, like that's what Spirit Box is on now, and they're killing it. Like Rise, oh, yeah, is for sure, for sure. Super I remember I had pivotal a, to this whole scene. I had a Rise uh, Records hoodie. It just said, you know, that black zip up hoodie that said Rise across the front of it. Oh yeah, oh, yeah. Mm. yeah. Rise is a huge part of this whole film. Is like the the Rise record sound. Like that's what the Double Rose Prada was on, and, and mm-hmm. stuff. So many significant bands, and uh, yeah, I I did not imagine that someone like that would involve themselves on this project. And like he's sharing it, he's connecting me to other people, and he's so stoked. He designed Dude. the T-shirt as well um he did uh three variants of the posters so it comes in three different colors so people will be able to pick which poster we're gonna get the whole oh, dude, uh, that's lead awesome. casting crew yes. to sign it for the people that buy that perk it is one of the more i think it's our most expensive perk but that's one of the things uh for the dvd we're gonna try to do a commentary and then if we raise extra funds beyond our goal we're gonna add a behind the scenes film we're gonna hire a crew to like film us making the film and uh That's awesome. yeah. interviews wow. and like do a deeper dive so yeah but it, oh, it's man. all dependent on finding people like you guys that would be like oh shit, why why haven't we seen this film already like that's such a cool idea honestly that's kind of what i thought like it's just like well, how, how has this not been made yet because you think about like the the different movies that have been out like i remember slc punk Mm-hmm. you know, like uh, almost famous, like these other m- films that have been about these different eras in music. And it's like, I guess now it's our turn to have like emo and, and punk and hardcore mm-hmm. to like have their own. Yeah. And it was so eclectic. It was such a cool time. Like uh, fashion was a big part of it. Like I was a kid with like sure. long, like peacock looking hair, Yeah, uh, mm. super skinny jeans that like when I, was wearing skinny jeans. This was when they didn't sell skinny jeans, so I'd have to wear girl pants yep, at the yep. time. Dude, we had a whole episode like about that. that, man. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> and so, like, I want all of that to be incorporated. Like, the awkwardness of being in that scene and in that time uh, when uh, when it was all shaping up. Like, I want to... Do I remember of... we, our, 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 fr- our girl, like friends that were girls used to give us their jeans? Yeah. So we'd be, like, trying them on at their house and, like, all of that kind of stuff. And it's so like can like so many people experience that and and to have that in, oh yeah it, it, yeah man this is gonna be so cool i'm I'm so excited about this if it happens we'll <laughs> see we just need uh, the it's financing so if if uh, Dude, we're, we're gonna help you make it happen if no doubt. blake and eric can just both donate fifteen thousand dollars canadian it's already it's already on its way man what's the I what's the what's, what's the conversion it. rate there <laughs> it, it, it's on i'm hoping it's in your i actually favor. did it is in our favor i wired okay. you some money but it was like six bucks us i was hoping maybe that would like increase six bucks us know. would almost get you to the first tier i think our it's first like 15 grand there or something <laughs> yeah we actually only use bitcoin so i was gonna say uh, crypto is down right now so 90 percent of my money no i'm just kidding but, <laughs> yeah. that needs to pump up a little bit and then we can really make it happen but yeah yeah but yeah, yeah canadian so awesome, man. Ca- canadian is actually like significantly less than us so when like oh, american bands hire us like if they're like oh we have ten thousand us to shoot a music video that is much more for me which is nice it gets it gets right. it goes a lot further yeah 
That's awesome, man. That's awesome. So, well, hey, if you need two dudes in their in their mid to late thirties to like be yeah, in the like pit, past their prime, um, like you know, just um, like stand like, there like this with our arms crossed like, in the pit, not that, very good on the camera. As extras, just like, dude, yeah, yeah. let us know. That, we'll, so a big part of the film is capturing like the feeling of being at local shows and like the the range of kids and like a lot of it was like very androgynous, but then there were like the more like punk kids and there's all the kids that like would go to the shows but not go in the venue because they thought they were too cool for the bands playing like mm. all of that is going to be a part of the film and Dude, we need yes. as many extras as possible i can't pay to fly you out but if you guys decided to fly out to be in the film hell yeah you can be in it i was actually just gonna say i need to get up to that part of canada like it is it's desolate feeling on the map <laughs> yeah. at least like it looks awesome i was gonna say like I, I'm actually shocked that bands would make it up there often because they don't. it's not like super drivable. They don't. Uh, when, when, so like when you got bands there, it was awesome. Like it was. Yeah. And it was like, it was the bands that were like, they weren't on big labels. So they were trying to find the crowds in the smaller cities. So they would just drive through the whole country and stop everywhere. Right. Gosh. Stop in multiple, yeah, yeah. like even smaller cities than, than where I'm from. Uh, but like, if my chemical romance or the used or whatever, bring me the horizon are going to tour Canada. Now, usually when it's like a North American tour, it's like all over the U S and then Canada is just like Ontario and BC, maybe one other stop or whatever. It's never like, it's a, it's a hike. Yeah. It's never where we're shockingly far away from things. Yeah, it is. (laughs) it's awesome though when do you man i mean do you have uh like a timeline of when you hope to start shooting or is that really up in the air depending on how the kickstarter goes yeah like it it depends but uh we do have like a projected timeline for the whole project so we are hoping and it's moving really fast but like our goal is to shoot late august uh there are some like options to pivot if we need more time or like uh if we get more money well we might need more time to expand certain things Mm -hmm. like that kind of the more money you have the more people you have to hire the more you know what i mean yeah 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 so for the baby version it's like okay august that's feasible more more money more problems right isn't that what they say yeah Yeah, yeah. even though like those are the problems i want i I hope like if we can exceed our goal like i'd be so happy I'll tell you what, if you can donate me like half a million dollars, I'll I'll make it a feature film instead of a short. Well, there we go. That's right. Okay. I gotta have if if okay. I do that, I need executive producer rights though. Oh, for sure. <laughs> yeah. I mean our our listeners can handle it. So let's, <laughs> well, dude, I don't know. let's, let's do it. I don't we know if we can get you before. half a mil, but we're gonna do everything that we can to hype this up because this is like like we had I said think before we can do fifty bucks. It's the 50 uh... bucks. If you can collect fifty bucks, you can get uh a digital version of the the film uh, oh, sent to you as That's soon huge. as it's out. Do you hear that? That's huge, man. But we're going to do everything we can to kind of help support this and hype this up. And like I said earlier, when we were talking like this is the film version of what this podcast and this project has been about for us. So we're super excited to hear about this from you and and partner with you and cheer, cheerlead for you and do everything we can to to make this happen. Um, well, yeah, that man. means everything to me. For sure. Uh, man. Can I ask you guys a question? Sure. How did you guys? Uh, no. How did you guys get into this scene? So Eric, oh, Eric and I, we grew up, and we and we had two buddies who, um, when we started this, were 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 joining us. Um, 
we grew up in like the suburbs of Philadelphia and uh, we were all church kids. So like we had crossed paths through youth group and, and, you know, being in a small Philadelphia suburb and we just kind of like, it was life, man. Yeah. I mean, it was like, I was like a kind of like, you know, I, I wasn't like, it's kind of where I was kind of like an outcast and I kind of fell into it um, by just like, I went to this one local show. Uh, We had a really good local scene and we just kind of like cross paths and it's just kind of what I liked heavy music. And we all kind of at that time that, that Christian, like that Christian hardcore Christian metal mm-hmm. was something that like it, it, we liked I, for me, like I, I liked heavy music, but like my parents were pretty strict about what music I was allowed to listen to. So I could yeah. like look at like Norma Jean or me without you or some of these heavy yeah. <laughs> like, look like these are Christian bands. I know they're heavy, but like, look at the messaging and that would like, that yeah. allowed it to happen. So it was just kind of the right place at the right time. And then, you know, it was something that I really enjoyed doing. And I started a band and, you know, I had known Eric through other people. And, and that's crazy. Like, there like is that. such a weird connection between Christianity and like this total opposite style of music. Cause I like, I was raised Catholic and I was like in high school, still pretty. Like I was in uh, our like little church group at in school and stuff. I wasn't like in a church group out of school and stuff, but like I was kind of involved with my school and stuff mm-hmm. and, and very like, yeah, just a, a good little Christian boy and uh, super into metal and stuff. And to prove to like kids in school that metal isn't demonic. We had a, uh, a project that we had to show kids like a song that meant something to us. And I showed kids in my class the Devil's Prada and one of their songs. I can't remember which song it was, but the song was about like baptism. But it's mm. all screamed and like crazy, yeah, yeah. Uh, whatever. So everyone's like, what the f? Like, whatever. <laughs> Me trying to be like, no, like, you know, just because they're screaming and, and whatever doesn't mean it's, you know, the devil yeah. or whatever. So it's just like, yeah, I wonder why that this music like with under oath and all like norma jean and all those bands why christianity and like post hardcore and metalcore all came to, like i it doesn't make sense in my brain uh-huh. but it happened in a huge way yeah i'm not sure i can make any sense of it but i'm it's one of the things that i'm very proud of of christianity for like that <laughs> i would i would typically am very oh what's the word just I'm I'm kind of a downer when it comes to Christian art in general. Like I just think it's 90% garbage, 98% garbage. But I do think the Christian hardcore scene was some of the best hardcore music ever in. Like to this day. Like I just think it was the most innovative. There obviously there was amazing bands that weren't Christian and they did great things. There was a ton of really good Christian hardcore music though. I think part of it was the um it allowed permission because so much of it, like you said, Eric, it's just like cheesy praise and worship. And at, at yeah, a certain like point, it's kind of conforming. And like, there's a certain way to be a Christian and what you listen to and what you do. And this was so outside. It was like almost it's sometimes it almost feels disingenuous. Like it's so fluffy, just like you're brainwashed. Like, ah, it is disingenuous. And I, and I feel like the, the punk hardcore Christian music, it gave you permission 
to question things. There are songs about the struggle, like even the most like devout Christians. And, you know, we all struggle with faith, you know, even as adults, we're just like, well, what the f- does this even mean? You know, we're still processing mm-hmm. it all. And it gave you permission and it gave you an outlet to like express that. And it was okay. Mm-hmm. And people felt like they could have an authentic experience and didn't have to hide behind this cookie cutter, squeaky clean in our Sunday best at church. Like you could be gritty. You could like scream, you know, it's just like, you you had this, I I almost think it was like part of the repression that you felt in the church. It was like a release. So it's like, I don't necessarily hate the message of Jesus and like loving other people. Damn it, Jesus. (laughs) I hate, I hate how (laughs) repressed I feel. Yeah. Like in this sermon right now, telling me how I'm just terrible and it's almost just like you had this mm-hmm. opportunity to just like release the scream that you had internally with also well yeah. also not completely rejecting the positive aspects of it so this is probably a great time to uh, get to our next sponsor to pay some bills here so <laughs> 98.2 the dove positive hits for the <laughs> uh, i don't know I lost it, but <laughs> I liked where you were going with it. That would have been a good sponsor if we had good, it man. for this uh, timing. Joel um, Austin's uh, what's that? Oh kind of- <laughs> His new book, "How to Be More Like Me." <laughs> I live in Houston, so I can make the Joel Austin joke hits very close to home here. Oh, uh, that's <laughs> oh, awesome! Well, hey, um, I know we went on a tangent there, but um, I know Eric, you got what time? Do you got to get out of here? No, we're You're good. good? You want to we'll keep just, going? Let's- okay. Yeah, we got to get into the, the album. Yeah, are you real good? Quick. Uh, do you want to pivot into the album, and then before, once we talk about the album, we'll wrap it up with any final thoughts and the last little plugs and everything for the film. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, cool. Um, so we are going to do this is our segment, uh, Dylan, that we like to call "Songs from Your Away Message," which is an ode. I don't know if MSN had an away message. Oh, it had. It one. did have one. Yeah. Okay. So mm-hmm. on AOL Instant Messenger, uh, it was very common to use you know lyrics from songs and everything to kind of like passive aggressive. Yeah, okay, it was the same thing. Okay. So this is an ode to like those music that music that you would use to passive aggressively, um, you know, express how you felt through your away message to leave people like wondering like, oh, what is what's what are they dealing with right now? What's going on? So in this. Uh, edition of songs from your way message we are going to do the my chemical romance uh album sweet three 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 cheers three cheers (laughs) for sweet revenge yes thank you so dylan uh we always ask the like the guests that we're going to have to give us a couple options so why why was this album important to you tell us about i know you mentioned earlier that this i was gonna say you kind of already did go through that which is let's dive deeper into that Yeah, I'm so sorry. I already kind of told that story, but yeah, it was. I love no. It great. was the first album that someone like gave to me and was like, "I think you'll like this." And it was my brother because my brother was mm. super into music and super emo, and he wanted me to be like not even super emo. But like that's the thing with the time is like no one wanted to be called emo. Like it was like an offensive term mm-hmm. at the time of like at least where I'm from, like if someone called me emo, I'd be like, no, like that was just yeah, like, totally not, not a cool thing, but he, yeah, he wanted me to like the things he liked. And uh, this was like a transition album that he, he gave to me. He did not like my couple comments. He's now come around where he's like, I see what they were doing. Like, yes, yeah. they were yeah, yeah. so important, especially with like the black parade, but I love the black parade, but this album is still the one that I hold dear because of for sure uh this thing that my brother did for me 
and yeah, like I like I told you, I had it on. I think it was like grade six, my birthday, and before anyone came, I was just listening to it on repeat, and just like I don't know, like I I don't have many experiences where I just think of like, oh, I listened to this album, and all I did was just appreciate the music and the message and like the feeling it gave me. I'm not someone who attaches themselves to like memorizing lyrics or anything but like Mm, this this album spoke to me on like a a much deeper level this is where i listened to this album and then slowly my hair was growing down towards my yeah (laughs) (laughs) it all all happened it it, uh it was like in this like tim allen and the santa claus yeah it was like instant it just started growing and like the other thing with this band and this album (laughs) was their music videos were amazing yeah. uh the the ghost of you and helena had yeah. incredible music videos that felt like larger than life shot yeah. by like super artistic yeah. and theatrical oh. yeah and, and they yeah. have su- they have such a unique aesthetic too it's almost like um i, I think it was with the cure it the almost cure, like yeah. like almost like a, a, the cure aesthetic in like the emo mm-hmm. era definitely and yeah, and like I know we're not talking about the Black Parade, but the Black Parade was like emo's queen, and it was mm-hmm, just like yeah. they did so much. Yeah, that's that was put so it. important for so many kids, and they spoke like in the music directly to the kids. Like everyone, like what you were talking about of even like repressed Christian kid or whatever that you know you you were struggling and whatever. They literally, I think the first video I saw from them was "I'm Not Okay, I Promise," which is like. Yeah. To you can look at it and like it's like a little silly growing up, but like as a kid, it was like holy shit. Like when you're talking about uh, your AIM song or or your MSN song, that would be the one. It was like I'm not okay, I promise, because people would be like, "Yeah, what's going on with this guy?" Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? yeah. but it's like no, it's just should we call his mom? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But it's just a sick song. Uh, but yeah, yeah, I just loved everything about this album, top to bottom. I don't know if I have a favorite song. Like, the one I'd probably go back to the most is Helena, just because, like, the video's epic. Helena rips, man. Yeah. yeah and, uh, yeah, I love the album. I love everything about this, and it turned me on to all the music I listen to now. And they That's just awesome. came back. Yeah, I saw they're, that. They're just, like, they just no released a new song uh, for the first time in, like, I don't so know, I, 10 plus years it's it's so funny you mentioned that wow. we were i was driving with my wife in the car how do you refer to like my chemical romance in shorthand like if you're not going to say the full band like my chemical romance like as a quick shorthand mcr mcr okay oh yeah MCR, okay. I'm just I'm just spitballing. Yeah, yeah. That sounds that right to me. The way my brain instantly went to like my chem or something. Well, th- that's the okay. So that's why I bring this up because like my camera. We had always heard. I had always heard MCR, yeah. and we were listening to like my wife has the uh, that special the XM radio in her car. So we're driving, and some of the, the DJ or whatever. Yeah, I guess the DJ was talking about how they're coming back. And he called them my chem. And I was like, what? That's- Kemi- he called him Kemi chem. <laughs> my Kemi Rome Room. But like, <laughs> I was just like, oh my God, that was weird. I always referred them as MCR. It definitely is MCR. Now that now that that's been said, I would like to redact my comment. But uh, yeah, I, I, uh, I've heard people call them my chem too. Okay. 
That's interesting. I was curious. I want, it was like on the last episode we had, we did Alexis on fire and there's a debate like, is it Alex is on fire or is it Alexis yeah. on fire? Like what is the, all these like scene lore questions that we're digging back yeah. up here in our, you know. That was a big funny. one. That was a it big was, one. For sure. Two strange things happened today. The first thing was when I woke up this morning, I randomly thought about the used for various reasons that I won't talk about. But <laughs> okay. as soon as I was done thinking about this, Blake texted me. And said, we're doing the use tonight. And then through various, uh, through, uh, you know, different conversation, <laughs> we ended up going with My Chemical Romance instead. Then the weirdest thing, an hour before we started, my brother sent me a video about somebody talking about My Chemical Romance. And I, I haven't even thought about this band. And I didn't really ever listen to My Chemical Romance. Every For time shame. I heard them, I thought, they're sick. Yeah. <laughs> I thought, I always thought, like, I like this. It's just one of those bands that just, didn't you know didn't click i never really listened to but i've always anytime it comes on at the store or something i think like oh this is a sick song um but how weird is that in the same yeah, man, day that's two, that is crazy I, it's not like i'm it's getting texts about random those two bands they, they're bands. interconnected in a in a very cool way and uh yeah for the used i know we're not talking about them but the used were my first crowd surf and there was like a video on youtube of me crowd surfing from some random strangers cam that i found and stuff did bert did bert throw up on you at that show he did (laughs) he did not you can get thrown up like on that's that's but i know this is a funny story my ex-girlfriend at the time my first girlfriend when i was in like grade eight or whatever uh we were both super emo and her favorite band was the used and she like dressed up real nice for Burt McCracken for that show. And he threw <laughs> up on her nice outfit? Is that what you're saying? He threw up all over her. And and yeah, but like the used in my chemical romance, like it was so cool seeing that stuff on much music and stuff. I know you guys have like MTV and, and whatever. Uh seeing mm. those music videos on like I don't know, just TV and like yeah. seeing it put like yeah. put out to you in, in that way and seeing stuff with like some aggression and stuff like these were huge gateway bands for a lot yeah. of people. Like they're as big as can be. And they're the reason why I got into heavier stuff, more emo stuff, more eclectic mm-hmm. stuff. And yeah, they just changed the game in so many ways. And I think with my chemical romance, the the further we get from like this album's release in the black parade, the more people are like, wow, they just, they're so ahead of their time in like for aesthetic sure, and what they were yeah. saying. And like, they they were just so necessary for that time. Dude, one of the craziest mm-hmm. things about My Chemical Romance is so I discovered My Chemical Romance for the uh, I brought you it's what is it? I brought you my bullets, you brought me your you brought me your love. love. That, yeah. that, that, so that was 2002. My first so I was in high I graduated high school in 2004. So I remember in high school I discovered them. So I am a what maybe junior senior in high school when I discovered My Chemical Romance. I became my first teaching job was I taught high school and I was like maybe 22 or 23. And I remember kids had my chemical romance t-shirts on. And I was like, Oh my God, like that. And that was the first, like that was like the first generational bridge. But at that point it was just like, it was probably my, um, let me look at these dates here, but it was probably like those later, my chemical romance albums, like, Black Parade. Let me look at what, when Black Parade came out. Black Parade was 2006, so I was I was in college then. But like 2010, Danger Days, like I was teaching then. So it was wild how, like, 
from my high school experience to the kids that I was teaching in high school, like my chemical romance was so influential and so impactful and continued to grow and influence like, you know, decades of kids that were similar to me. So it was just like, Oh, like, I guess I would have like been friends with that kid. If I was still in high school, it was weird, but it was like, it was cool at the same time, but very interesting thing to think about as a teacher. Yeah. It was like a very interesting, like, Oh, like, I guess we would have been friends if I was born 10 years later. Cause that's the kind of music I like. <laughs> yeah. So imagine how my great uncle feels. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Am I right? So that was, that was always like an interesting, uh, my chemical romance experience for me. Yeah. It is crazy that it like, they, I don't know that they're, they're yeah, just still doing it for sure. I mean, they took a break now, but even one, even time, like, yeah. uh, interesting because my story is about my brothers and stuff this band is a band of brothers oh yeah way that it ties into all this uh but uh gerard way just a genius uh between him leaving like the the band stopping he did a solo album i i believe but uh he's the creator of the umbrella academy Mm -hmm. the the netflix show but the the comic book and like he wrote wrote mm-hmm. all of it and stuff and so like just everything he kind of touches turns into gold he really is man like he's an incredible artist in, in mm-hmm. multiple aspects yeah was he, he must have been a theory right <laughs> based, based on, on those music videos, music videos. <laughs> yeah, yeah i'd imagine if he's not he is yeah. because he's That's pretty awesome, brilliant man. cool well hey um dylan thank you so much this was a blast i'm happy we could connect i'm happy we could learn more about the project and everything do you want to kind of like sum up like our last day as kids this kickstarter drop date again and just kind of like review where people can find out information about you and versa films and 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 uh our last day as kids yeah yeah uh yeah so our last day as kids is a coming of age short film that takes place in the mid-2000s myspace era it's about this kid who's just trying to find his way that admires his brothers and stuff and uh he's watching this this thing he loves and this connection to his brothers crumble. And that's what the film's about. And it's an ode to my brothers It's an ode to all the kids I grew up with and, and kids who went to shows or kids who played in local bands like you guys. Um, and it's just an ode to that lightning in a bottle time that we all like, I think everyone holds that precious who went to shows back in the day. And it was so eclectic. It wasn't just like metal. It was hardcore and emo and like, uh, we we made a playlist that we're releasing with the Kickstarter. It's like 200 plus songs of all songs from that time that I remember having on my iPod to share with oh, that's sick. everyone that's going to check out the Kickstarter. And it's filled with everything. There's like hilariously cringy, like little whiny pop songs. Like uh, it's just, yeah. Like, it's is like, there, you have some Al City on there? You know what? Owl City is the one that like I've been debating. We might have to add Owl City. I've avoided just because he had the one song that had insane mainstream success. But he was he like there is Never Shout Never and stuff like that on there. Yeah. Uh, Owl City would be a great one to to add to that list. Uh. But yeah, like it, yeah, I'm I'm very excited about the film. It's very personal to me and the Kickstarter launches May 20th this Friday. Uh, and basically you donate, it helps us make the film, but also you get to be a part of like one of the first films that captures 
this point in time, this kind of music scene. And you get to own the film or get a signed poster. Or I'm also selling like uh, if you're a filmmaker, I'm selling a Zoom call where I'm going to make a custom class of your uh, area of focus in filmmaking that I'll like I'll do a Zoom class mm, to teach whoa. teach you about how I do music videos or teach you about how I approach directing actors and stuff. Um, so, awesome. yeah, there's there's benefits for you, benefits for us. You get to be a part of something that's sick. Yeah, and that's that's the whole thing. Yeah. You can follow Our Last Day as Kids on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, check out the Kickstarter. If you don't have money, that's totally okay. Sharing our campaign is half of the game. Like, sending it out everywhere yeah, if sure. some kid like it's all marketing right if some kid sees it even if they can't afford it, it's like well i'm gonna watch it when it comes out or i'm gonna share it and someone else is gonna find it and donate to make it happen it's uh we have a, a lofty goal like for us raising 30 grand like to me it seems like an impossible goal but i just mm -hmm. couldn't wait any longer i was just like i have to make this film especially like emos like in coming back like people are excited about this this world right now yeah for sure man yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. so yeah i mean it's i want to yeah it's just it's cool to uplift people like absolutely. you that are doing absolutely. this type of thing for the the, the kind of uh, uh now i don't know are we still yeah, the scene? yeah we're still the we scene are, bro but, um, you yeah, we're still the geriatric, geriatric scene. I was just now. thinking, That's what they call it. yeah, Blake, we should probably change the name of this podcast to Back in the Scene. Back That'd be way, well, way smarter. It's, we're too deep that? into it now, well, man. We're considered considered yeah. elder emos now, which is uh, like a is that it? <laughs> elder emo. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It's it's kind of like being a uh, yeah, boomer. Really <laughs> yeah. Back in my um, day, we would windmill and we wouldn't worry about if we hit anybody. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I'm very excited for you, and I hope that your ten grand gets back in your pocket for because you're doing the work, and it would be great if people uh, funded yeah, this project for you. It's evident that you are a very genuine person, and you have a lot of passion for something oh. like this. So, yeah so good yeah. to have you man like yeah i'm just uh i'm i'm stoked for you i'm stoked to to watch it when it comes out yeah this is really special yeah. um Godspeed. whatever we can do to support <laughs> you if you want to come back and keep us updated um i'm really excited about this i can't wait to see how it turns out you know uh, keep me posted if i can get up there and be an extra and Hell yeah, that'd be, be so sick. Yeah, I would that'd love be to. So I'm gonna, you know, I'm inviting myself into your movie, but you yep. know, like whatever, yeah. whatever. We You're gonna can have to grow your hair, <laughs> just dude. I'm, I'm losing it, man. I'm gonna have to <laughs> yep. do the, I'm gonna have to do like the military hat thing or something like that. Yeah, I, you, you can cross your arms in the back. <laughs> yeah. It's fine. Maybe I'll buzz but my dude, head. He can wear Maybe some I'll camo. My head, he can wear, wear the heck out of some camo. Shirt. At this, yeah. at this point in my life, you can't rely on my hair to do anything other than just. Can you? Can you go away? I could have, I can, so, I, so I can two step well. You can, oh, I can two step sick. well. And I used to be the vocalist. So if you need like a scene where somebody's like pretending to be an opening band or whatever, like I do like, want, like, yeah, like a band loading out and like, yeah, I'm, yeah. I'm basically. Oh, I don't do that. I, I don't load up. No, I, I hired <laughs> yeah. people to do that. I can do mic tricks. Like I can mic swing. And, Hell yeah. and, but uh, no, I'm just messing. But dude, we're so excited. You know, check everybody. Check this out. This is just exactly, you know, part of this community and what we're we're, we're trying to reminisce on and what we're trying to amplify and support. So 
you know, much love to Dylan here. We're, yeah. we're so excited for you. Versa Films, our last day as kids. Check it out. Support the Kickstarter. Um, let's make this happen. Yeah, thank you so much. For thank sure. you for trying to elevate uh, uh, this project and, and give it some awareness because uh, we, we need all the help we can get. So Absolutely. I'm glad you guys are excited about it. Yeah, man, whatever we can do. Yeah. But Dylan, thank you so much, man. We, no had, we have a great night. We had a blast, and uh, we can't wait to see the awesome things we're going to continue to do. So thank you so much, man. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to Back in the Cool Day.